1: Welcome to the Clark Howard Show, our mission to serve and empower you so that you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, I'm going to start out with something we're getting call after call about at our Team Clark Consumer Action Center. After that, I'm going to talk about the extension of foreclosure moratoriums and what you need to know if you need help. First things first our consumer action Center. if you're not familiar for the last 28 years we've offered the ability for you to have one-on-one advice for free from a member of our team we call it the consumer action center if you go to clark.com slash CAC you can see the hours that free advice is available and the number to call and we have been getting the calls from people who are exasperated here's what's happening like a bolt out of the blue you get a obscure federal tax form called a 1099 g g is in government and it's from your state saying you received unemployment insurance which is just fine if you did get unemployment insurance having been unemployed at some time in 2020. And so you report that as essentially income on your federal tax return and you pay taxes on the unemployment benefits you received. Fine so far, except there was such chaos with state labor departments that unfortunately a lot of people, received unemployment pretending to be you they would file using identity theft tactics pretending to be someone who may have stayed employed all through the coronavirus employment problems and they received that money direct deposited into one of their accounts pretending to be you again And then you get the tax bill. The IRS has said, not our problem. You go work it out with the state. So crazy as it is, you now have to contact if you get one of these, because otherwise you'll be paying tax on phantom income money you never got. Somebody got pretending to be you you have to contact those way overtaxed, overworked state unemployment offices. Probably have to fill out some state form saying, I didn't get unemployment, wasn't me. Probably have to sign an affidavit, which means if you lie, you can go to prison. And then they issue, hopefully in a timely manner, a corrected 1099-G they send to the IRS and a copy to you showing $0 received of unemployment benefits. The IRS does not want you to say to them, hey, I didn't get this. They're going to tax you on it until and unless you get it corrected with your state. You're going to have to be persistent. You might need the help of your state legislator who can try to do what's known as constituent service to get this fixed for you with your state labor department. It's time for your questions. You posted for me at Clark.com slash ask. And Krista, what are you starting with?
0: Let's see. I think we're going to start today with Marlene, who says that unfortunately she's been out of work since October due to covid Virtually 80% of the emails I receive for jobs is spam. There's a phishing epidemic happening, and they are preying on people like myself who are desperately looking for work and will do almost anything. I'm receiving suspicious emails with the hope and promise of a job with links that could lead to God only knows. My question is, how can I protect myself, and is there any regulation that prevents these sort of vicious attempts to attack, attack vulnerable people?
1: I am really, really sorry. And any time the economy goes in the toilet, the scamsters come out of everywhere. And it is great that you realize that these uh, are fake job opportunities where people are just on fishing expeditions to get your personal information, your personal details. And so I don't have any way for you to stop it. But what I can tell you you've done that's so great, Marlene, is you've warned other people about these fake job scams that are so rife right now, is for your situation, I hope that you, having been unemployed these these many months, that you do soon find a good opportunity for yourself moving forward.
0: Willing in Georgia says, now that GE will not make any more appliances, would you recommend buying a GE high-end range? I worry about the need for parts in the future.
1: Uh, First of all, I want to tell you how savvy you are, and you're the second person to ask me this question about GE. So what happens, they call this being an orphan product. When a company stops making a product line and you buy one of them, And many times you will find some of your best buying opportunities when you buy an orphan product. There are people who've done that with cars when a company decides to discontinue a model or a line of vehicles where they get a really, really good deal. As for spare parts, for the cycle you'd probably own a major appliance, you should be okay on being able to find those parts. Uh, It would be unlikely that those parts would not be available moving forward.
0: Okay. And Paul in Washington says, I will be traveling across the country at the end of May. Should I go ahead and grab plane tickets now? With the vaccines getting to people, will ticket prices rise quickly? It's my
1: expectation that is people feel that we're moving towards all clear from people getting the vaccine, that there's a lot of pent-up demand for travel. A lot of people who love travel, who haven't been doing it or haven't been able to do it, and there's going to be a burst of activity booking travel. So I expect we're going to see prices rise quite a bit. I encourage you, if you can find really good deals, and you have to know by historical averages, If they're good deals, google.com slash flights can give you a sense of that with their database. Uh, Then I would go ahead and buy now, especially if the conditions for rolling that money towards future travel are very favorable. I would definitely buy a ticket when you see a deal. Be careful with resorts. Be careful with uh, booking through tour operators. Because we don't know how solvent any of these people are in the event that you wanted to delay your travel. If they go bust, you're going to lose all your money.
0: And Natalie in Ohio says, my husband started buying stocks through a popular app. He has had some serious gains and I'm worried if the money is safe, $50,000. Should he close out his account and open a new one somewhere else?
1: The money is safe. Money in a brokerage account is insured by a private organization called SIPC, Securities Investors Protection Corporation. It is not the same as like FDIC insurance that is backed by the federal government, but it is something that in the event that a brokerage failed, the money would be protected. The SIPC does not protect you. If the brokerage engages in fraud, but if it's an issue of insolvency, then the money is protected and safe.
0: Okay, and then Connie in Illinois says, In a period of less than three years, my mortgage has been transferred to three different Ugh. mortgage servicers, Ugh. and I'm concerned about payments not being recorded or lost during the transfer of my account. What can I do to ensure that my payments are noted so that when my mortgage is paid in full, I won't have any surprises? Thank you. Thank you for... Thinking
1: about this and posting this question, mortgage servicers mess up all the time when servicing rights are transferred from one servicer to another and then you're the one left having to prove when you figure it out years later they never credited you for a payment and then to add salt to the wounds often there will be massive penalties they've imposed on you saying you didn't make a particular monthly payment. What you do is print out your own amortization schedule on your mortgage. Free to do, easy, quick. All you need is the original date your loan was taken out, the interest rate, and the length of loan. And if you just, uh, whatever search engine you use, Google or whatever, put in mortgage amortization calculator, you'll be able to print one out for free, and you track your mortgage with it. And as you make payments with most mortgage servicers, you can see real-time if payments have been applied. When your mortgage servicing rights are transfer, or mortgage servicing is transferred, you have the right under federal law to have paid to the old servicer two payments before you really recognize what's happened, and they can't penalize you for that. But you want to keep the good records, track your balance, especially when your servicing rights are sold, and then... If there's any problem, you attack it right then, not later, when a big oops is discovered maybe months or years down the road. Coming up on today's podcast, there's news for you if you've been struggling to pay your mortgage. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: who had lost their jobs or were worried they were going to lose their jobs or income reduced and they were facing the possibility of eviction from their apartments foreclosure on their mortgages and there were announcements of a flurry of programs available and people were really confused and then everything kind of settled down and people who were renters became eligible if they had a demonstrable Income loss because of coronavirus to not face eviction for an extended period of time that has been extended again through March. And so people will have gone, in some cases, a year without making a rent payment. Now, there's something that I think there's been some confusion about. Renters, when the rent payment holiday ends will be subject to the landlord's conditions of how you make up up to 12 months of rent which let's face it if somebody couldn't pay their rent because they lost their job they're not going to be able to come up in all one fell swoop with 12 months of rent but your rights is It looks today really are going to run out when the eviction moratorium eventually ends and it will end and then it will be a negotiation between you and your landlord what happens at that point the landlord can work out a payment plan with you or say well i'm sorry i'm going to have to proceed with an eviction And you will not have a good defense in court because the only thing the landlord has to prove in court is they haven't been paid and the only thing the judge will care about is can you pay the money you owe. So for renters, all that really happened was it delayed what could be a terrible outcome at the end unless you're able to negotiate with your landlord. And I recommend that you don't wait till the end of that process to negotiate. Now, homeowners are in a different situation with mortgages. Under the mortgage forbearance that went into effect last spring, if someone was unable to make their mortgage payments, Then for three months they didn't have to. That could be extended to six. That could be extended to 12 months. And at the time that the 12 months is up, that's when multiple options are on the table. Now remember, you're not being reported as delinquent if you haven't been able to pay. If you have regained employment, you may in fact have the option of doing a refinance of that mortgage that will allow you to take the money that has accrued as additional balance with the lender and put it into a new refi the lenders also have the ability to modify your mortgage and if you've had a year of not making payments put that at the back end of the remainder of your existing mortgage. And they also have the ability to work out with you a payment plan if they're willing to do that where you, over a period of time, would make up the payments that you have missed. The important thing is that you need to have a plan. You need to be active, not reactive, both as a renter and especially as a mortgage borrower because you do have another option over the last year home prices generally have risen by a fair amount around the country if all else is not really available as an option you do have the option of selling your home and knowing that then you don't have to worry about a foreclosure so this time Compared to the last time when we had the housing bust, the options for homeowners who have not been able to pay are so much better than what we had during the housing bust 2007 to 12. It's time for your questions. And
0: Krista, what you got? Lala in Hawaii says, Hi, Clark. My friend urged me to listen to your podcast for years, and I finally did a couple of years back. I absolutely love it. She also tried to get me to contribute to my retirement, which I wish I had done way sooner as well. I'm in my 30s. I've had a pretty sporadic work record because of schooling and taking care of family matters. I got a part time job in 2019, but lost it toward the end of 2020 because of COVID. I did manage to save up $3,000 and opened a Vanguard account with the money, and it's currently in a money market, federal money market fund. I hope to put it into a target retirement fund, but I found out I need $5,000 to do so. I'm not sure when I can go back to work. Should I wait until I do and contribute another 2000 or should I invest instead in something else in the meantime?
1: So I, I'm not familiar with the $5,000 minimum, on doing the target retirement fund. I thought that that was 3000 as well. We're going to check on that. Um, the next thing is, as far as what you do, having that money in the federal money market fund is a good decision for now until your employment is solid again. And at that point, I would like you to look at taking that money and put it in a Roth IRA and add to it as you can, and build up money in that target retirement fund in that Roth IRA, and that would be a really solid path for you moving forward. I know that Hawaii has been affected uh, uh, the most of any state in the country by unemployment because of coronavirus. The good news moving forward is we get enough shots and arms, There's a lot of pent-up desire by uh, Americans and people elsewhere in the world, especially Japan, to come back to Hawaii. And I can tell you I'm one of those people who's dying to get back to Hawaii. And the Hawaii tourism market will absolutely boom and the jobs will return as soon as we get enough vaccines in arms.
0: So Vanguard's uh, website says a thousand
1: dollars is the minimum. A thousand. Yeah, I didn't think it was 5,000. It, it, one time may have been that high,. Okay. But Vanguard used to have uh, some of its funds used to require minimums of like 20 grand and 10 grand, but they've steadily reduced those minimums over the years.
0: Barbara in Florida wants to know this. Why do some gas stations like Costco have two or more stickers on their gas pumps to prevent tampering from skimmers, and other stations have none?
1: I don't know why Costco is so vigilant about it, (laughs) but it is Costco, and they are so great at everything, except lately, apparently, how their chickens are treated. There's some ugly stuff about that. But the tampering at the gas pumps is fortunately a temporary problem as stations are going to have to transition to much better security than they have right now. Costco, um, most of their pumps have already been updated to the new security standard in addition to them having the devices on there to try to prevent skimming. Just
0: another reason for you to love Costco, Clark. And
1: Costco has <laughs> top-tier gas, which is supposed to be the best quality gasoline you can get.
0: Dennis in Florida says, I'm retired now due to a disability from my career as a police officer. I don't have much in savings and a mortgage that we're, we are going to be able to handle. I'm coming into a small windfall of money, about $25,000. Talking with my wife, we're going to pay off some debts, maybe $7,000. My question is, what do I do with the money left over? To my wife's credit, she admitted that if we left it in the joint checking account, she'd be going to Starbucks every day. So we're going to move it for the time being into an account that is not linked to our debit cards. I want to eventually put it toward the roof in the next 18 months. We have a 20-year-old house with the original roof that's starting to fail. We have water stains on the ceilings of the garage. The wife says don't even think of the roof now and to wait until it becomes a real problem. Who is more correct? Ding ding!
1: <laughs> uh, your wife is always right, except this time. If you're seeing signs of water damage, that is a clear signal that you need to get uh, a roofing inspector out to your home to do an inspection. Now if you, uh, it's terrible for me to say, but most times if you contact a roofer, they're going to say, "Oh yeah, it needs replacing," like yesterday. But that's why you can hire an independent roofing inspector to do an inspection of your roof. You want to search around online for a roofing inspector to give your uh, opinion on the condition of that roof and let you know if it's okay to go for a few more years, maybe just to repair that one place. You have that water damage showing, or if it is something you should go ahead and do now.
0: And Also, Starbucks has Valentine's Day gift cards. Just FYI. How does that fit? Because he said his wife admitted she'd go to Starbucks every day if they kept the money in their checking account. So maybe as a compromise, since she might not be totally correct in this case, she gets a Valentine's Day Starbucks card. Why not a gift card
1: to a place where coffee is less expensive than Starbucks?
0: Okay, so... Clearly, she loves Starbucks. Though I'm just saying, uh, there you are with your Starbucks. Cup. I've got one in my hand. It's sad. I know. Yeah, and you only spend—is it nine thousand dollars a year at Starbucks? No, I don't. I make my own. Twelve thousand dollars. I make my Starbucks? own a coffee at home
1: too. But I don't know, Krista. How many times have I talked to you that you're in the drive-through line at Starbucks?
0: I don't know. Maybe hundred? as many as you've been waiting for your curbside pickup at Aldi. I mean, yeah, it's so balance. you got on one hand
1: you got a really affordable place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of curbside pickup, Aldi is rolling out curbside pickup at five hundred more locations. And either uh in just a couple months or by the end of this year, Aldi will be the third largest supermarket chain by locations in the United States. So Aldi is for cheapskates.
0: And Starbucks shop is for rich people. <laughs> I shop at both. Is that terrible? You shop at Whole Paycheck? Is that what no, you No, I shop at both. I'm do. i <laughs> I'm an Aldi customer as well as a Starbucks customer. Wait, why is it I thought you go to Whole Paycheck? I go there, too, for some things that I need mm-hmm. from there. Mm-hmm. <sighs> We're going to have to take you to money rehab, Chris. I'm a work in progress.
1: Uh, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. And uh, sorry about that back and forth Kristen and i are always on each other about the money thing and we are here to serve you speaking of your money seven days a week at clark.com and clarkdeals.com and if you want us in your head all the time getting you to save that money subscribe to our newsletters they are free our writers and researchers work their tails off to get you the best information that you can put to work in your wallet each and every day.